And we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. The Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. If Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect, because Dell and Joey and I really, really didn't want to stop doing what we were having fun doing, which was basically pissing off the locals. I just happened to be the one with a webcam and a face for radio. I don't... I'm, I'm just going with that. So, uh, welcome down to the show. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, another week of being indoors cooped up because, well, that's kind of what we need to be doing. So, as usual, let me go ahead and introduce you to everybody because that's kind of part of my job. Top left-hand corner of North America, actually in the center square for you on your screen right now. Dallin, good evening. Good evening. Sounded like you were ready to say something else there. I, I was thinking about, you know, I, I'm just... Uh, you know, just a stone's throw away from Insert City here, but no. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. You're you're in you're currently in the Bruce Valanche slash oh god, uh Paul Lind spot right now. So that's 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 perfect right now. Some people uh, actually get it. Better than yeah, at least it's better than Jim J. Bullock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was also thinking Whoopi Goldberg, but uh, yeah, no. Mm. Okay, the, the, the hair's not quite there yet, but no. uh, I'll tell you, uh, when, when I go to my first job interview, whenever this uh, whole thing's over, it's either going to be uh, ponytail, dreadlocks, or a man bun at this rate. Don't do the man bun. <laughs> I will not do don't the man, do man bun. bun. As a matter of fact, if I do, do the man bun, bun, Joey, I authorize you to come and um, deal with me. Hmm. Sounds perfect. Why, why would I? What? Why would I come and deal with you? Because I have to. It's important that I stay six feet away, anyway. Well, no. By the time I go for a job interview, this whole thing's going to be <laughs> over. So, and you're going to have really long hair because getting well, haircuts is not an essential service. No, and that's a bad thing with me, Bridges. My my hair goes thick before it goes long. Mm-hmm. So yes. like I'm gonna I'm gonna look like you know the the hippie version of that kid from the '70s show uh, by be, the time this is all over. <laughs> to be fair, I am having uh, I, I am having the same problem. Uh, I am going absolutely out of my gourd yeah, well, with my we'll, hair right now. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what we can do about all that in in yeah. a little bit. And well, I got my hair like two days before everything shut down, so I've got blue. On the underside, it's, you can see in the little picture. How, how do you think I feel? I don't. Look, I have to get rid of this beautiful mane if I want to form a proper seal with a, a, a mask. It's ZZ Top. Yay. Uh, deal with it. From the Midwest the U.S. <laughs> oh, your name is in the wrong spot over there. Hi, Bridget. <laughs> Hi. The reason why your name was in the wrong spots because we, uh, I'll explain in a second. I'll explain in a second. A little off to the right uh, in in uh, Ohio. Hi, Joey. Good morning. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that that good? I huh? said, no, I said hi. Oh, did fine. it not? No, okay. it did. It did. It did. No, it's just I thought there was more that was coming. That's all. Uh, off to the right a little bit further, where the... Uh, <laughs> uh, we don't say his name anymore. Yeah. Yeah, out, outside of Gulf Central. Yeah. Under no tech, good morning. Yeah, good morning. 40 golf carts. Taxpayer dollars hard at work. Yeah. 
yeah, we'll we'll deal with that one a little bit later. That's because the the, the governor of Virginia apparently is uh, sucking his dick. That's how mm-hmm. I feel about it. Not going to argue. No, no reason to. And from uh, over the water into uh, Paris, France, where uh, it's almost going to be daylight soon. Joseph, good morning. Good morning. It's getting a little bit lighter. There you go. It's we're we're getting used to that. So everybody, of course, uh, hello. Thanks for joining us. We hope that you're all staying safe, staying away from everything, and. Uh, for anybody that's wondering, yes, I actually did bring wine for a change because uh, I haven't been able to get out to the um, gas station. There's there's a there's a there's a thing with that. There's a thing with that. I'll, I'll explain when we get over the horrible scopes. You'll you'll see. Dallin and Joey already know about it because they we went through it last night. If you want vodka, and you can get out to get it, nope, it's worth it. But if you don't have to leave the house, don't leave the house. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. So, of course, as every, as always, everybody, thank you very much for joining us. If you are paying attention live, of course, as usual, take advantage of the live chat because on my screen it's on that side of the screen, which means on the video I'm actually pointing to the correct side. I didn't say right side because I didn't say left. It's the correct side. It's right over here, which means right now, Felix and Stephanie, hi, Huns, good to see you. Seriously, I really do hope that you're uh, you're staying safe. Uh, I joked with Dallin last night that, you know, I asked him, well, do you guys get some snow or anything? And he actually uh, uh, said, yeah, kind of a little bit, which surprised me because I was just joking at the time. Yeah, no. Uh, and, and like I said last night, um, winter around here is like having an argument with a woman who yells and screams at you and then leaves the room, slamming the door. And just when you think it's over, she rips the door open again, storms back in and says, and one more thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's that. All right. Before I go ahead and uh, get over into uh, my, my monologue to start everything off. Is everybody okay right now? I mean, does anybody have any, any, any actual like, health concerns, living concerns right now that uh, I don't know that we can concern. Um, no, seriously. I, I, it, it, it occurred to me uh, when somebody told, posted a joke about uh, with, with Trump standing up in front of the podium and they did this little thing with the person in the background and everything. Normal me would have laughed my ass off. But I find that when it comes to jokes about the POTUS, I'm having a hard time laughing. I, I mean, I, I had a lot of bad things personally happen to me in my life that the average person who has that stuff happens can't joke about those sorts of things. I mean, we're talking the kind of stuff you go see a counselor over. I can joke about it because I can joke about everything. And I find that I can't laugh anymore. And that, that worries me. Because I've always been able to laugh at even the what I consider to be the worst of the worst. It was my coping mechanism for things in life that were just too painful to bear. I I I can't laugh at, and I'm worried. 
That's my concern. It's understandable at this point because, you know, uh, you know how I said, and with the piece that I wrote up, uh, the open letter to the, the communities, which uh, did not get any traction at all, unfortunately. I, I really feel like it really needs to get out there. This is a marathon. I mean, you know how well we've been dealing with the early stuff in this presidency. Yeah. And the stuff has just been one thing after another, after another, after another for three years plus, you know, it's been, we've been browbeat on so many times and so many occasions with so many damn things over and over again. And this is kind of like that whole thing compressed. I totally understand what you've got going on right now. It's, uh, I never thought this could happen. I never thought there, there would be a point in my life where I couldn't laugh at something. I really didn't. And I mean, if it gets worse, yeah, my company provides the, uh, mechanisms and everything else and I'll take advantage of them. But the fact that I actually got to this point and it only took one person to do it. That partially scares me a bit. You're in that uh, catch-22 situation. you got to be worried about how you're feeling right now, but the fact that you're worried about how you're feeling right now says that you're doing okay. And I use the scare quotes for okay. And I definitely have to maintain awareness of that stuff. I work with the government, for crying out loud. I work with the DOD. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, my company is has been pinging every and each and every. I got to say, my company's been doing a great job of reaching out to its employees, having the, the people check on the people's talk with them a little bit over the phone, to catch up on how they're doing. My manager, you know, he and I, we, we actually talk a, a little bit about our personal lives, not too deep, of course, because that would get weird. But, um, you know, I've he's building a good relationship as a boss. And I'm hearing things from other people that I know in the company that their bosses are doing the same thing. So there's a lot of good people out there. And that gives me hope. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm very, I'm very, I'm very relieved to hear that. That's, that's, that's not easy to be able to do at this point. I haven't, let me be clear. I haven't lost hope. I've just lost my ability to laugh at the POTUS. The jokes, particularly about them, even if they're particularly witty and catchy and really worth a laugh, I just can't laugh. You know, it it feels like, um, oh God, I can't remember the actual skit, but it was something Chris Farley once did on uh, Saturday Night Live uh, where he did the, you know, remember when we went outside? That was cool. And and it just based on what you said there, Tech, all I can think of is, you know, someone like me sitting around going, remember Kofefe? Yeah, that was funny. You know, it's that was it's especially like, fuffy, uh, funny on um they did that with Stephen Colbert and the guy who did the voice of Gollum. Yeah. <laughs> and he read Trump's tweets in Gollum's voice. And 
I remember laughing my ass off, not over the fact that he was, um, I mean, sure, Trump's stupid tweets, and it was in Gollum's voice, but what really put the icing on the cake for the humor was the way Stephen Colbert was fanboying over him. And I look back and I can smile, but I can't laugh. You know, think about... um, What's this coffee, my precious? Mm -hmm. I remember when, when Mark Hamill... Yeah. His tweets in the voice of the Joker. That was priceless. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and like you said, though, like these days, it's just, you know what? I can't even. We can't now. We, no. uh, and part of me wants to say we really can't afford to. You know, we, we got in the jokes, we got in the barbs. Uh, this is, this is the grind. Yeah. Now it's, it's time to put that shit away and we got to work to get past this. And some people are, and some people are most certainly not. But now that we've completely derailed the introduction, no, it's 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 fine. I, I well, I figured I would open because I knew exactly what was bothering me, mm. and I figured it might help if anybody else was even wondering if they should speak up. Yeah, uh, over on the chat, uh, let's see, uh, Felis had said, "Well, other than blood, body, and heart, I'm fine." You know, you're you're not instilling you know confidence in me right there with, with that. Thank thank you. Just so long as you're not you know searing yourself trying to cook anything with a forgetting to put a rag on the end of a cast iron pot. Just keep or you mind. know uh, thinking that you can somehow cure this whole thing by drinking fish tank cleaner. That's don't go leading the bit. Uh, Stephanie is also saying I'm fine, but I need to stop being so lazy and get more exercise. Um, yeah. that's okay. And, 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 and you know, you do what you must and you do what you can, you know, there, there, I've, I've seen a bunch of people who've said, you know, look at what these other people have been doing, all these arts and crafts that they're able to do and learning a new thing and learning, learning how to speak, uh, uh, Russian with a Klingon accent, I, I, whatever the hell, you know, people do what they do because that's their coping mechanism. A, don't take that away from them. B, don't compare yourself to them. You deal the way that you deal. And if that means that it's a lot more sleeping than what you normally would do, <laughs> I got news for you. That's 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 what happens sometimes. You know, we're we're kind of in the long haul trauma. I mean, this is emotional trauma, man. You you deal with it however you deal with it. And for most of us, we've never dealt with anything close to this. So if you don't know how to navigate this, I got bad news for you. Most of us won't. And what you're going through is exactly right for you. You know, it's going to be what it's going to be. And we're going to get through this together. That's one of the things I've been trying to tell everybody on, you know, the radio shows that I do. You know, we'll, we will get through, but it's going to be a long slog. And we're going to be here together to help each other emotionally and mentally. Because, I mean, it's, it's what we got. Um, We lost Joseph. I guess we lost Joseph. We'll see if, uh, we'll see if he gets back in. 
Yeah. Oh, and, and uh, by the way, Stephanie, yeah, you're right. It, it's not just one person. It's more. It's the whole thing. Um, but you know, if you look back at one of the tweets that he said, uh, I, I'm, I'm a broken clock can be t- right twice a day. And there was one point during Obama's administration where Trump made a tweet, and that tweet was, regardless of what's going on, the buck. You know, the, he basically said that. The, the responsibility, the buck stops at the presidency. And he wasn't wrong. I mean, I don't like the man, but he said something. Tr- he made a truthful statement. It's like as if he went on the air and went one plus one equals two. The stock market might rise 500 points if he did that. Um, see, that's what I mean. I, I know it's a joke. It's funny, but I, I, I couldn't even laugh at my own joke. Um, but the point is, is that that was a truthful statement. And it really does stop there. And unfortunately, because where it's stopping, it's not anywhere you can get off. It's just train tracks leading off the edge of a cliff. The governors and senator and, and local legislators and politicians are having to take up the slack. And speaking of missing people. Yep. Welcome back, Joseph. Yeah. Sorry about that. I had no. a little uh, maintenance. Oops. No worries. Uh, I rebooted my computer uh, an extra hour early to be on the safe side. Yeah, it's a good thing I did. It was grinding for a good, oh, 20 minutes. So I left the computer to let it do its thing. I come back to it. It had rebooted itself. So oh, I'm staring. Yes, the, the infamous Windows update. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it had rebooted into Linux because that's the primary boot. And I'm looking at it going, that's not, why can't I log into, oh, 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 okay. Rebooted, and then right now I've got an NVIDIA driver that's saying, hey, I'd like to update that. No. Yeah, the NVIDIA driver, wait till we're done the show before you Mm -hmm. do that one. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Maybe it's trying to tell you you should be using Linux. I've I've tried, but I've got got audio driver issues there. That's why we're using. But anyway, it, it... you're missing audio drivers? No, there's a there's an audio configuration that's a problem that I've never been able to solve over several years. I don't know exactly what it is. I've tried to fix it before. It's it's a big old pain in the butt. But oh. you know what? This works. Well, okay. So how about I get us actually properly started now that we've kind of done a little bit of check-in? So let me, there we go. Let me go ahead and do that. So with five minutes on the clock for you, your five minute freestyle starts right now. Responsibility. Dallin alluded to it already. The idea that once upon a time ago, one of the presidents of my country said the buck stops here. And the whole idea is that the premise is simply that when everything is going on, the ultimate authority, where the ultimate responsibility is, is at the top of the food chain, the top of the pyramid. In this case, that's the federal government. The head of that government is the president. And that goes for pretty much any country. It could be the prime minister. It could be the king or queen. It could be whatever term that they want to give doesn't really much matter. Ultimately, 
the top responsibility is the top of the chart. And we've got a decided lack of responsibility accepted right now in my country, very specifically. Something that came out, uh, I forget exactly when it was, but within the last 48 hours, my president has said, uh, 3M, yeah, all those uh, N95 masks that you're making, yeah, that's great. Uh, Don't sell them to Canada. That would be wonderful. I'd appreciate that. Thanks very much. I don't know what to do with this. You know, there is more than just being the leader of a country. But there is the responsibility to the world, to humanity. And that's a cooperative effort between heads of state. If you were to drop a nuclear bomb into a hurricane, yes, that was something that was bandied about back in the 50s. Oh, wait, no, within the last two years by this administration again. That radiation fallout doesn't end up in just the ocean. And even if it did end up in just the ocean, that ocean goes all over the world because 70% of the surface is covered by that water. Eventually, that stuff goes everywhere. You have to clean up everywhere. And if you can't clean up everywhere, you have to assist because it's your responsibility. Now, we know full well that one of the most important responsibilities we've got as adults, and this doesn't go for everybody, is for our new generations, our children, the ones who don't know yet what's going on, the ones that don't have the experience that we do. I've said this before, a, a buddy of mine who unfortunately you know, died earlier this year, the guy who was my ham radio mentor, he taught me something way, way early on that I have always remembered. Children are just little adults who don't have the same level of experience that we do. Wow, man, that's, 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 that's really wild. I never thought about it that way. Keep that in mind for you. And I always have. My little one, I've never treated as just a baby. Always treated as somebody who just didn't know and didn't understand because they didn't have the years of experience. These kids that are growing up now are going to be dealing with these experiences. They don't know how to process them. And we as an adult, we don't really know how to process this either. We've got stories from, you know, a century ago. But how do we deal with it in the current day and age? Being locked down like this? This is new. I mean, for a winter snowstorm for a couple of days, a week, sure, but a month? Before summer vacation is even started? Wondering what's going to happen with our graduations? Our diplomas? 
We're not going to be able to check out colleges that we want to go to before we even sign up? Are we even going to be able to start on time? Our responsibility, our direct responsibility is to them. We can't run a country. But even if we are scared out of our gourds, and I'll tell you right now I am, our responsibility is to them. And maybe that's even scarier to me than damn near anything else. This is episode 305 on the docket, Your Honor. Assumptions can kill you. And, um, you know, part of this... Part of this came through because of the the churches that want to stay open right now. And uh, there we go. That's the way it's supposed to be. Because they think that, um, you know, they can, they can proclaim COVID-19. I'm sorry. Proclaim coronavirus as being gone and and dead and in in the name of whatever deity and they're claiming see the the biggest problem of it is they're calling it coronavirus and they're banishing it in the name of god and if they actually had the proper technical term for it maybe it would work but you know what they don't even have that much (laughs) and the meme that went around was all these atheists who say that they can't see god are the ones who are cowering in their houses now for a disease they can't see so and the disease ain't killing us so we're gonna talk about what some of these assumptions are which ones you should be watching out for yourself with and you know i am working from here yeah sorry okay (laughs) i did go Sorry. I did go looking up information about Reef Badawi. Uh, there are reports I have not been able to verify at this point. I'm not saying that they're false. I'm not saying that they're true. I'm saying that I haven't been able to track them down myself because timing didn't allow me to. That perhaps some people in prisons in Saudi Arabia are being released because of concerns for this virus. I don't know. I would really like that to be the case. But unfortunately, I have no new information specifically on Rafe. Which is concerning. With no new information at this point as of the recording of tonight's show. This has now been seven years, nine months, 19 days since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family. We are still hoping. So, with all that fun up and out of the way, I think that uh, we could go ahead and have a little bit of a chuckle and see about having the horrible scopes in place for everybody because Lord knows the world-famous horrible scopes are probably one of the nicest things that we could do for everybody through the course of everything. And Lord knows I work long and hard enough at it or try to, so, I mean, might as well put that to some kind of use. So, we all good over here, guys? Uh, Joseph's still muted. 
Well, when it's time for him, it'll be perfectly fine. Joseph, you there? Uh, yeah, I am. Good. Okay. Just clearing my throat. No worries. And uh, I don't know about Dallin, but I'm uh, I've got a I've got a song in my head, and I'm not allowed to play that now. So thank you. <laughs> there's a there's a whole other thing. So yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. So the if you guys, hills are live to the sound of music. What? No. So if uh, if we're all good. I will go ahead and uh, get it started for this week's Horrible Scopes. And for those of you that don't know what astrological sign you are, make it up as you go along. It doesn't really much matter. Trust me, it, it really just doesn't matter. Aries, we know that these have been trying times and put a strain on all our social interactions, but you still have your oldest friend with you. So far, your pet rock has never left you. Never spoken ill about you, never posted demeaning stories about you. Maybe they're dead. And you just never noticed for the last 12 years. What kind of friend are you anyway? Taurus. We know that you've been maintaining your questionable health through a steady diet of ho-hos and beer. Which one of you snitched? That ho-ho filling is primarily lard and sugar. So you might want to reconsider that as your breakfast of choice. In claiming beer is just liquid bread with natural antibacterial properties isn't fooling anybody. Unless it's Guinness. And honestly, do you want to mess with somebody who drinks Guinness? Well, it really mm -hmm. is liquid bread. Yeah, that one is. Say it. Jim and I, people like you because you're a bisexual. Okay, wait, is it? Bisexual or semi-sexual? Uh, wait, uh, se semi? Se you know, like bi-weekly or semi-weekly? Oh, uh, I think it's bi-weekly. Bisexual. Yeah, it's bisexual. What? So they have sex every other week then? Right, because semi-sexual would be twice a week. Well, screw this. I want to be semi-sexual now. Hey, Gemini, you're missing out on some choice sex. Am I cancer or was that Joe? That's Joe. Okay. By the I way, that one, that one actually went a lot better than it did on Friday night, so thank you. You rehearsed, didn't you? <laughs> no. <laughs> cancer. Quit looking on the bright side so much. All that squinting will give you wrinkles. And nobody wants to hear you whistling that damn song anymore. You want to impress someone? Learn how to whistle while inhaling. And then, while exhaling and humming in a different note at the same time. And before you ask, yes. both the, Those are both legit skills you can learn how to do. I know how to do the inhaling one. <laughs> Leo, dovetailing on that. Remember the old expression, if you stare into the abyss, the abyss stares back at you? Well, once you're a parent, you learn how to do exactly that and not flinch. Looking into the soulless eyes of your children as you try to explain what they've done wrong and how to fix it will teach you this valuable skill. Maybe don't have red-headed kids anymore, hmm? Your turn, Joseph. Oh. Uh, wear your best school clothes on Wednesday. 
it's date night and you know how much your partner loves to see you wearing those janitor's jumpsuits, right? Just remember which chemicals you're allowed to mix together and which ones you're not. You have to have another date night later, right? It's good to, It's good advice right there for those of you that are still taking chemistry classes. Libra, mm. okay, let's job play some time again. Since we know you're accident-prone and accidents often lead to new and exciting discoveries, we're suggesting that you become an experimental epicurean. Come up with new and different ways to prepare meats and vegetables. And, if possible, shrink it down to an easy-bake oven size, since, you know, tiny portions are still in this year. <laughs> Scorpio, if you think someone is screwing with you, you're probably right. Go through your list of acquaintances and see if you can guess who has the ability and motive to make a voodoo doll of you, but still not have pins to put to put into it. They're likely using a cordless drill and metal screws, which is annoying since you should be using masonry screws for maximum effect. Uh, trust us, you'll know the difference when they switch over. Sagittarius. You have found ways to successfully smoke in the shower, and it all starts with a new lighter. Dipping the cigarette into liquid latex, then adding a miniature warning flare at the end to act as an integrated match is great. We don't know where you'll be able to market this, but that's not our, our area of expertise anyway. Good luck with that. <laughs> Poor Tech is just shaking his head. Trying to, you're, probably, you're probably looking at it kind of going, where the hell did you come up with this one? Capricorn. What kind of drugs were you on, man? <laughs> and where can we get some? Hell yeah. Capricorn. Two words. Blunt trauma. That's why your favorite roller coaster is shut down. After that guy, what was his name? Flavo, Flavor Flav, or Flamino, or Flambas, whatever. Flavor Flav! <clears throat> that long-haired romance novel, Pretty Boy, got hit in the snaz by a goose on a roller coaster. How the goose was allowed on the roller coaster is beyond us, though. The classics never die, man. Uh, Aquarius, this is the age of... Not anymore. <laughs> you will be mistaken for a celebrity UD test. Even worse, it'll be from when they let themselves go for a role in a college film project. So congratulations. You're sort of famous now. Don't you feel special? And Joseph, you got the last one. Lovely. Uh, <clears throat> Pisces. You've heard that special gift hidden on, on the top shelf in the closet. People might have been hoarding hand sanitizer or toilet paper, but you planned farther in advance, and now you get to savor those sweet, sweet Girl Scout Thin Mints. That is, unless your pet ferret found its way up there and gnawed through the packaging before you got to it. 
And those are your horrible scopes for this week. Please remember, no backsies, and always look for the union label. Or wear wear a union suit or whatever the hell. And if I can interject here. Yes, sir. As someone who has had the privilege, uh, being a Canadian, of having a connection down in the States to get Thin Mints and the other uh, assorted varieties of Girl Scout cookies at one point or another. Yeah, I was trying to figure Uh, out which ones were the best ones to put in there. Yeah, I mean, the Thin Mint is definitely the recognized one. But personally speaking, I would not call it your, to me, that is not the top shelf. Uh, I think the Samoans for me are the best. Yeah, that was going to be my second. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you know, it, it's amazing the people you meet in Second Life. Uh, there, there's one lady there. Uh, she goes by the name of Fana. Uh, Felis and them might know her. Um, but she and I met through a mutual friend and, you know, hung out in Second Life, played Final Fantasy together. Turns out her daughter was in the Scouts at the time. I chokingly said, you know, can we get this stuff across the border? She <laughs> pings me in IMs and says, here's the website. I'm like, that doesn't work because it's, you know, US only. She says, all right, uh, tell me what you want. I'll get you the price and you PayPal me. And six weeks later, these little boxes of heaven come rolling into work because, you know, it's a larger box and, you know, postage and everything. And everybody's looking at me like, where did you get those? (laughs) And it's one of those times where I can kind of lean back with a shit eating grin and that sort of puffed up chest going, I got my connections. (laughs) Man, that's, that's almost, that's almost like trying to get uh, kinder eggs on this side of the border, man. That's, that's brilliant. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure when the next time we're going to be going down to the states, but uh, not soon. That's for damn sure. Uh, but 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 if there is a demand, perhaps <laughs> we'll, we'll see. And uh, oh yeah, and hi to all you guys. The NSA, um, blow me. Uh, anyways, wow, it's it's going to be one of those nights. All right, I see what. Oh, happens. you were talking assumptions. You know the article I've got pulled up about uh, what happens when some not, people assume something. No, no. I know. And by the way, Bridget, the ferrets, mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. just for you. I was specifically thinking of you. <laughs> just remember, assumptions make an ass out of you and mumptions. Yep. <laughs> so let's uh, let's let's go ahead and start with uh, let's go ahead and the start with one item. Item number one. That this is just the common cold. Um, no. It's just another flu. Well, you're not wrong, but you're not right. It is a flu of sorts, if you really drill down into the taxonomic nomenclature. If you drill really far down This is something new, folks. This will kill you. Hold on, hold on. on. that's, That's the same... That's sorry. Can I? That's that's kind of the same thing as saying you know you've got the the family living across the street and you've got the the little geek and then you've got the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger uncle. Um, I don't know, and they want to come across the street and take your lawnmower, um, or something (laughs) like that. Well, 
it's like saying, well, you know, you look at the little geek and you say, oh, they're not dangerous because, I mean, they're all part of the same family. No, uh, you're right. And the reason why I'm saying you're not wrong, but you're not right, is that this is a virus. The flu is a virus. Mm -hmm. They have similar methods of infecting people. Similar, not the same. Because this is, as it's been said, a novel version of uh, SARS-CoV-19. I think it's, no, it's the right... SARS-CoV-19 is what you get. Wait, wait a minute. Yeah. What's the right, uh, what's the right nomenclature for the, the virus itself? Uh, it's SARS-Coronavirus-2. Okay. So... There's two strains. Uh, well, SARS-1 was the original SARS, and this is SARS-2. And from the from the news that I read earlier this week, there are eight flavors, for lack of a better way of putting it, currently. And remember, we all know all sequels are going to be worse. Not true. Rathacon was superior, although I like I like the original motion picture. Yeah, well, yeah. the bar was set pretty low. That's true. Well, that's true. But my concern to is be different. fair. Well, <laughs> go, my go, concern go ahead, with different variants is that you can catch more than one. Yep. Yeah. And there are instances of people who have caught, uh, yeah. they've been inflicted two times. Yeah. yeah. There, there is, like, there has been talk of reinfection after the, after this, the initial ones run its course. Um, it's that I've like been hearing you, about. It, yeah, I'm, it, this is just, um, a, a Bridget may have to correct me on this, but it's, to my understanding, um, it's people who have actually caught both, uh, well, have caught two different flavors of the, the virus. Yeah, and you also shed a lot longer than what they thought you did, too. Like, long after you recovered, you're still contagious. Yeah, I'm really concerned. Uh, I've got I've got somebody on my timeline that um, I had a, a a short a short response and interaction with. I'm not going to push it any further. Their thing was that they've got kids who are seeing the infection numbers along with the death numbers, and they're really getting scared about that. And what they're saying is, look, why don't we have the numbers about those who are cured we're coming out of this whole thing and i tried to explain we as the public don't need to know how many people are currently infected we don't need to know how many of them are recovered i'm not going to say cured i'll tell you why in a second what what do you oh, mean by need to know hold on a second oh i'll answer that but what their thing is why is the news concentrating so heavily on the downer part of the news? The the doom and gloom, the scary part of it all. And my answer to that was, what we need to know, we the general public need to know, is not how many people are recovered. We don't need to know how many have died. What we need to know is how many new confirmed cases have materialized because that will help us to better understand 
how is our isolation doing to try to mitigate this and smooth the curve or flatten the curve, I believe is the right term that they're using for it to kind of go along with that. But that's that alone. It's not enough. You also have to consider the, the number because it's a, it's a virus that spreads exponentially depending on population concentration. So you really have to consider also um, <clears throat> how many uh, cases there are per capita. Agreed like and true. The, the statistics uh, for, for you know, uh, number of illnesses per, I think on uh, Worldometer they use uh, the, the one million bracket. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, when you look at Vatican's, Vatican City, it looks totally ridiculous. But because uh, I think their population is 1,000. Mm. So that doesn't fit into that statistic. But anyways, just consider like everything. And, and I don't, sir, I don't respectfully, I don't quite agree with the, the, the need to know. At least maybe I wouldn't phrase it like that. Because, I mean, we need to know everything we can. And to, if we're going to come, come up with a rational decision on what to do in face of this, we have to have all, the, the whole story. Okay. And something to consider also, you know, in the, the amount of deaths. I have questions about every part of this statistic because, I mean, even uh, the reported cases. Well, how many of how many cases are there where people are showing just mild symptoms and they're staying at home? They're not even on the, the register for that. No, you're, um, you're quite right. And death, they, they're, you have to also take into account when they were inflicted, how long they've been in the hospital, and the level of health care they're getting. Because, of course, somebody who has a lower level of health care, they're going to they're gonna expire much quicker than somebody who has all the necessary equipment yeah. and all yeah. that. Well, the so, people who die at home, too, are not counted. Yeah. Well, un- unless they actually run tests on the corpse, but then... That's an exception, though. Exactly. Now, uh, to to go along with what you were saying, uh, I understand what you're saying where we don't necessarily need to know that, but let me explain my rationale for saying it that way. I say that the general public, and I'm using the scare quotes over here, thank you, heretic woman, need to know, in the sense of it helps us to better appreciate what it is that we're going through. Because if we better understand we're flattening the curve, we're cutting down the number of new infections. If we can actually see the progress that we're making, there's a little bit more relief for the general public to go, you know what? Okay, I'm going a little stir crazy, but if it's helping that retirement complex over there to not get sick, you know what? Okay, I can put up with another week of having... Man witches. That's but, that's the reason why I'm saying it that way. But the, the the thing is, right now it's not flattening at all. It's still going up exponentially. Yeah. Um, like yesterday, we had a little over twenty eight thousand new cases. Um, today, we had a little over thirty four thousand new cases. Um, you know, tomorrow it's probably going to be, you know, thirty seven or thirty eight thousand new cases. If we keep on the same curve, but that's yeah, the thing, that, that's the thing with exponential numbers is that uh, you mm-hmm. know you've got uh, that if you take a single point and you 
do you know the thing uh, there's this uh, sort of analogy where um, somebody put a grain of rice on a chessboard take a chessboard take all the checkers put one grain of rice and then two grains of rice and then four grains of rice on the mm-hmm. on each individual square you know and by the time you get to the end um, you've got uh, like a, a football stadium full of rice right but imagine without the confinement there's 10 chess boards doing the same thing yeah yeah and i just looked up the uh, i just looked up the information the current information for the us currently uh 311,635 reported cases yep. and i'm going to stop right there for a second because the problem is we have no idea literally we have no idea how many cases there actually are at this point because we don't have the testing that's done in a lot of other countries. So the exponential growth on the number of reported cases, as we get more tests, and we're going to get that number going up because we know full well from looking at the kids in Florida, you, I didn't mark this as a not safe for work episode, so I'm not going to say it. Um, yeah, thanks ever so much. And whichever governor it is down there in Florida, not specifically closing the beaches. What the fuck is wrong with you? And Georgia just reopened their beaches. As yeah. a side note, also, if you want to talk about statistics, uh, I don't trust China's numbers. Mm-mm. Sorry. No. <laughs> no. No argument I don't here. trust any. I don't trust anything that comes out of China these days, uh, especially considering some of the news that I've been reading recently. Uh, there have been reports dating back a long time, like a couple of years, where China has been buying up or redirecting a ton of medical supplies back to the mainland. And then there was the whole thing where the there was a shipload of masks on their way to the states, and they were turned around halfway when the when the thing when it, when the outbreak happened, because China was able to exercise that kind of control because they're authoritarian. Even though it was an American-owned company that was manufacturing products normally to be uh, re-exported back to the United States, that was part of the deal. That's the that's why they outsourced. It all goes yeah. out there, gets made cheaply, and then comes back in at a particular markup so that some companies can profit their asses off. Yep. Uh, two things. Uh, uh, down Canada, Canada's number currently is hovering at just under 14,000 cases. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and uh, Stephanie, I see you over there. The UK is currently residing at almost 42,000. Mm-hmm. As a kind of a delivery snafu while we're on the subject, uh, this this probably has to be confirmed. But um, France was waiting for a shipment of uh, yes, a few million masks, and it seems that their order was um, uh, canceled, outbidded by the United States. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that in just a couple of seconds. Um, yeah. I, and as an aside, uh, currently France reported numbers are. Uh, almost ninety thousand cases. World of meter, if you, if that's what you're looking at. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's the, what I'm currently reading off of. 
that huge, huge spike of twenty-three thousand. Don't. Uh, that that's a mistake. That was a correction or something. Yeah, there's. Uh, I think that for the day it was five thousand eight hundred or something like that, uh, according to official sources. Okay, so I'm I'm only as good as the information I'm getting off the site that I'm working with. So, fair enough. Uh, I will I will take my mea culpa on that one. All uh, of the sources. Yeah, the assumption that I'm going to go off of at this point of the idea that. This, okay, before, before I jump into that, Bridget, I need for you to explain to us what the, uh, what the acronym PPE stands for so that people understand where I'm going here. That's personal protection equipment. Which could be? Uh, mask, gloves, uh, gowns, hazmat suit, face shield, um... Any gloves, yeah, uh, booties, head coverings. Yeah, if you were to take a look at, uh, if you were to take a look at uh, some kind of uh, procedural dramas where people are in uh, a uh, an operating room, yeah, pretty much all that stuff that you'd see that's that's you know blue colored. Why is it blue colored? I never, you know what, whatever. Uh, white shows blood too starkly. Uh. And in Star Trek Next Generation, they actually used uh, red-colored stuff. So, um, yeah. yeah, whatever. And white <laughs> so bad guys can't see me bleed. Well, that, and white <laughs> boxers too, because that's just custom. Well, let's not get onto that, because Cleon blood is purple. If you're trying to get a PG-13 rating, apparently. So, you know, well, whatever. Yeah. That's, that's all of that. Anyway, the reason I'm going with that is that we heard from... My federal government earlier this week, not too many days ago, that all of this personal protection equipment for the medical workers was being produced by groups like 3M and whoever the hell else. And some companies were getting in on it because they were told, hey, uh, we need stuff like, you know, ventilators and stuff. Mm-hmm. The federal government officially said, All of this stuff that we've got stockpiled, that's for us, the federal government. All of the individual states should have been buying their own. But now that, you know, we've got all of this stuff that's being manufactured by all these other companies like uh, 3M and uh, whoever else is, is making stuff. Well, you know... It could just be that all you need to do is uh, buy it through the usual retail channels because that's where it's all getting dumped. But they're having a bid against the government, which is just bullshit. So that's states- not the least of it. There were a million masks getting shipped into this country that were uh, purchased by, uh, I forget who was doing the purchasing. When the ship arrived, the government had FEMA confiscate everything. Yep. And so the Patriots jet, which is, you know, from the Patriots, the, uh, the, the, the football team, which is owned by whoever it is that owns craft called up overseas and said, Hey, look, I'd like, 
you know, the, the million masks that we had ordered that were shipped over here got confiscated by our government. We'd like to make a, another private purchase for another million plus whatever. Um, we're sending a jet and, um, you know, the, the owners of, of craft, they didn't make the initial 1 million purchase. I forget who did, but they were doing it on behalf of that entity that where all theirs was taken away by the government. And so what we have here is we have our federal government taking away and confiscating, which, of course, there are certain laws in effect that allow the government to do this under certain kinds of times, times of war, times of pandemic and so yeah, on. Yeah, it's so called forth. the Defense Measures Act. Right. And our head Cheeto used that to steal, basically, mm -hmm. yep. and then redistribute amongst the states where the politicians are properly sucking up to the president to make him feel like he's got a big dick. Mm -hmm. And if anybody wants to go ahead and question that, please go back to earlier this past week or two, reminding you that it is currently uh, 5 April. Look to the bottom half of March 2020 and see what was being said about, well, I don't call that what did he call her? That woman in that Michigan? Woman. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't call that woman in Michigan because she just doesn't like me. Yeah. I have... He instructed Pence not to talk to her either. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, but you have to have some really, a really tiny penis as a man. I mean, we're talking microscopic here to be that insecure about what somebody else says about you. That you have to go around. Now, don't go around talking to this person because this person made me feel bad. It's like, dude, Trump, seriously, uh, man, you know, if you've got a micro penis, you know, there are plenty of people who live normal lives with one. You need to learn. I'm right here. Well, I'm right goddamn here, you know. And the thing with not allowing shipments of mass to go to Canada, if I was Justin yeah. Trudeau, which I'm not. I would be a real jerk about it and go, well, I mean, it would end up getting people killed, you know, which would be unfortunate. I would forbid my nurses from going down to the States to work and help out. Okay, I would now, just say, you're cutting yeah, now, fast, so we're not doing well, nurses. Now, that being said. That's nasty, but that's what no, I would no, be no, very no, tempted no, to no, do. There's that, more than that. Look, look, hold, go hold ahead, Don. Yeah. That being said, okay, Trump did what he did. And that's all there is to it. Mm -hmm. You can yell and scream about it all you want, but the fact is he enacted a War Measures Act, or the equivalent thereof, to seize the mask. Yeah, we got screwed. Um, I have, I, I thought I heard something earlier today about uh, Justin basically saying, we'll remember this. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, as an aside, by the way, uh, Seeker, do see you over there. Hi, welcome down. Yeah, and if memory serves, wasn't there a little something that said that the pulp that's necessary, the wood yep. pulp, to manufacture this stuff that, is on the exactly north side of the border? Yeah, the, the pulp and the cloth for these masks that we make here in the States, we get them the material sourced from Canada. So if we close that trade border, that click trade route, Canada's going to have all the materials they need. Guess where else 3M manufactures besides here in the U.S.? China. Yeah. 
Guess who hasn't closed their trade borders? China. So if we do this stupid stunt with Canada, I would not blame a single person in Canada if they went, okay, fine, great. Uh, we're not shipping America any material. We're going to ship it straight to uh, China. They're going to turn it into masks and send it back to us. Bye-bye. Actually, I'd I wouldn't say, blame them one bit. No, what I, what I would actually say, fuck it. We'll make it ourselves. Yeah, that's that's the first thing that's come to my mind. I mean, and, doesn't 3M imagine nice. all the jobs that would create? Yeah, well, well, wait a minute. Doesn't 3M have manufacturing plants in Canada? Oh, probably. Yeah, I was thinking. If they don't, they probably do now. But being nice works both ways, and these are our allies we're talking about. You don't go out and screw your allies, but Trump does. Yeah, well, let's let's. Yeah, the the thing is, he's doing that because, and I mean. Okay. Because he's stupid. No, it is, look, it's look, a dick-waving let, match. Let, let him finish. Look, let him finish. I don't. I don't like the guy. Never have. <laughs> he is to you, man. But right now, he's dealing with something that the, the last president that had to deal with this was one that had to deal with the Spanish flu, and I'm calling it that because that's the colloquial name. Shut up. No, that's that's exactly that is, right. That is, yeah. But whatever. He's in full-on panic mode right now. And if he does anything to cast suspicion that he's not putting America first right now, that's blood in the water. I don't necessarily like what he's doing in terms of... Um, seizing the seizing the materials and stuff like that. But um he's been he's been screamed at in in office. Why haven't you in why haven't you invoked the um Defense Protection Act um uh, already at to which he's actually answered actually I did. He did like there's there's a whole lot of back and forth. Hold, 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 hold it hold it. Okay. Like I said, I don't like the guy. I don't respect him at all. But he's panicking because your country is panicking. We can sit here and be, you know, rational. Like, well, if he just didn't done this or just done that, but he's the not six of us. Let him finish. Let him finish. The, the six of us are not worried about the wrath of three hundred million people being whipped up into a fanatical frenzy. That's going to make the road warrior look like Sesame Street. <laughs> but how much more of a frenzy are they going to be? You know, when he's confiscating this stuff and not sharing it out to the states, which is what it's supposed to be for. That it's hold on. Okay, there is there is, is there is there any documentation or anything as to say that uh, that he is distributing it only to people who like him? Hold it, hold it, hold it right there. We have it worse. What I was talking about before, where the stuff has been um, ordered to be produced through the War Powers Act, the production is happening and is going through the traditional commercial channels. They're not being sold to the Fed to be distributed to the states. They're going to the open market to be sold through the traditional commercial uh, pathways, 
which is where we were saying earlier, where states are bidding against states and countries are bidding against countries on the open market in order to get these. It's even worse than that. And, 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 Mm -hmm. in case anybody has forgotten, and I know that Dallin remembers this very well, in September of 2001, what happened to all those Americans who were stuck on airplanes that were over the Atlantic Ocean on the way over here? Does anybody remember? Because I know that I do, and I know that Dallin does. I can't remember the name of the airport off the top of my head, but I know exactly where they were directed. There was a uh, particular airport, I believe, in Newfoundland. That's one of them. uh, That that opened up their doors and said, you know what? Um, Yeah. Come here. Yep. We'll make sure that you're at least taken care of until you can go home. And people were actually voluntarily housing people in their homes. Mm Mm-hmm. Not government folks, just John Q. You know what? I don't want to say John Q. Public because that feels like an Americanism. It feels like there should be something nicer for the Canadian folks, but, you know, whatever. You you know where I'm going on this. And there are some people who have said, you know, um, we did good by you guys. This is a little bit bigger. What the actual F? Hold it, hold it, hold it, Joseph. If, if, if we hold, had a prime minister hold, with a spine, hold, hold it. maybe Joseph, that'd be okay. Joseph, go on. No, no, but that's that's a great example of being on the right side of history. Yeah. Because, I mean, um, you know, if somebody insults you, and I mean, like, how the United States, you know, um, this, this bidding and all this, when I look at that, it, I'm, I'm kind of reminded of playground behavior i mean sorry for the condescension but i mean um it's people reacting to the here and now and not thinking to the past or the future and um i'm sorry if you're worried about your voter base well if i had a store and my customers i had to cater to that kind of reactivity that childish mentality i'd i'd probably change the product i'm selling Yeah, it's a, it's 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 annoying as all hell, to put it mildly. Now let me let me kind of take this uh, uh, away. Actually, wait a second, uh, Joey. Was there anything that you wanted to drop in at this point? Because I'm gonna kind of take us a little bit of a right hand turn. No, go right ahead. Okay. Uh, you know, bus driver, you have the wheel. Well, can I answer Alan's question about documentation? Oh, I'm first? sorry. Yes, please go ahead. Uh, we don't have documentation per se, but uh, Jared Kushner has been put in charge of this response. And we have Jared Kushner coming out and saying that the equipment that's in the national stockpile is for them. It is not for the states. That's all the documentation I need. Now, it gets worse because shortly thereafter, the... I forget which which uh, which department's website it was was altered to go into to go into line with what he threw out there. I'm assuming off the cuff. Mm-hmm. So there's that bullshit. Yeah. Um, does this, does any of this uh, behavior remind you of uh, 
an apologist debate. Kinda. You know, making the uh, making the facts meet premise. Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. But I think it was a HHS and went and updated their website to reflect. Jerry's yeah, I just. Uh, and that's bullshit. I just saw it. It was. Um, I just linked to an ABC News uh, website. Uh, after Kushner says it's our stockpile, HHS website changed to echo his comments on federal crisis role. That's all documentation I need right there that what he's doing is wrong. Okay, and that I not, did not know. And it's not to help the country, it's for his benefit. And I wonder how many people are going to riot when states don't get that equipment, because that's what it's for, is to help shortfalls and help support the states. Or that was the original intent. Yeah, yeah. And it also pisses me off that Florida got 100% of the supplies that they were asking for, and New Jersey only got 6%. Where do you think the greater need is? Yeah, and especially considering, um, as of yesterday, uh, New York virus deaths uh, surged past 3,500. I mean, New Jersey's a little bit different, but... Yeah, but... uh, my point being that if you're, you know, a red state that he likes, you'll get what you're asking for. And if you're not, well, you're on your own pretty much. And, and, that's, not, and that's not the only thing. You talked about how the people were begging the president to enact the Defense Pro- Production Act. And he did. But he did it, or the Defense Production Act. But he did it after the fact. He, When companies were saying, look, Mr. President... We want to make these ventilators. We want to make these respirators. We want to make these masks. Please enact this act. The reason why the companies were asking the president to do that is because one of the provisions in the act prevents any of the designated materials from being hoarded and or price gouged, which means that now the manufacturers that want to make these things have a guarantee that it's not going to cost them their company to buy the materials anymore. That bec- most uh, most pr- uh, pr- uh, most companies that produce raw materials, ch- the p- price fluctuates based on supply and demand. The defense provision, uh, the pr- defense production acts act basically freezes those prices, so to speak, and okay. within reason, mind you, but it still prevents that gouging from happen. And by doing that, these companies have a guarantee that they will not only supply what the country needs, what the people needs, but they themselves as a company will also survive the process. They won't have to fall on their own petard. When uh, GM started early manufacturing ventilators and when Trump finally got around to enabling the act, instead of saying, hey, look, GM got an early start, good on them. He did at one point acknowledge that GM and one other company got an early start. But after he enacted the act, he said, well, I had to do it because GM was slacking behind. GM was ahead of the curve of everybody else. And he used that to piss on them. Well, yeah. You don't do that to a company that is helping your people. Well, sending all those broken ventilators to New York didn't help either. Yeah. Every single one of them was broken. Or the ones that had mold on them. That was great. You know, the masks that got sent. Yeah. This man is a murderer. 
he has murdered thousands of people. There are thousands more, tens of thousands that will probably die because of one man's ego. Yep. He is a narcissist to the nth degree. He needs to be the textbook example of what it means to be a narcissist, the poster child. If he wants to be first at something, he can be first at that. I will not disagree with it. That's how we see it from our rational point of view. But I mean, or our better informed point of view, or our, you know, people from the point of view of people who look at a larger perspective. But what disturbs me most about these this type of behavior is that um, the the person that's the source of it they don't realize the extent of their their own evil for the simple fact that they don't think about it they think well if I don't think of it if it doesn't enter my brain it doesn't exist that that seems to be how they operate um, they don't think about the consequences they they react to the here and now to whatever's in front of them and uh, they don't think beyond that. More than that, it's also has to be about them. It has to be. If something bad happened, it has to be, be- me. What do you mean by that? In other words, a, a narcissistic person, if somebody you know what, that... Hold, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me sum this one up. In the middle of talking about these numbers of people infected and dying and dying, Dead and all the stuff that's supposed to be going out to these healthcare workers. He was this. he was bragging about his Nielsen numbers for his press conferences that he had better numbers for viewership than things like Monday Night Football or The Bachelor or whatever the hell else he was comparing himself to. If it takes a fucking pandemic to increase your popularity, well. You're not really much of a person. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll say he doesn't, he doesn't see that. It, it's no, not, he doesn't. He can't. That, because that is what is most alarming, that he doesn't see this himself. That he's, he's, he's making a joke of himself, actually. Um, if, it, if this were joking, um, if this were a joking... A circumstance for joking? Um, yeah, whatever. It, it's not... Um, when he gets on stage, if you watch his next... Um, his daily wonderful report to the people on television, and he has to have other people speaking, especially if those other people are women, watch his... Micro expressions on his face, if you're able to observe that. There are some people that can, some people can't. Uh, Watch his body language, how he holds his arms, and how he looks at people when they say things. He can't stand not being the center of attention. He can't stand when a woman is talking. The man hates that, absolutely. Especially if what she has to say in her professional capacity contradicts anything that he said when he was bullshitting in front of the microphone. Seeker has uh, got two items over here. Uh, one, remember Trump kept a cruise ship from docking to keep the diagnosed numbers down. True. And he admitted as much, which kind of goes with the whole damn thing, which is, uh, Dallin, you used the word first. Uh, do you think that qualifies as evil? Did you use, did you say evil first or was it Joseph? 
Uh, it was it was either Joseph or Tech. You know what? I don't care. Whatever. Yeah, I, I um, have I in the past said he's an evil man. Yes, I I, I save evil for if I'm really getting bad. Yeah, I think this qualifies as uh, I, I think this qualifies as evil. But what? be that as it may, uh, and then, sorry, sorry. Yeah, to quote uh, to be kind of uh, for for the irony of it. Um, well, there's a very famous Bible quote. Um, forgive them for they well. No, uh, let's extract the forgive them part. <clears throat> but um, they know not the evil they do. How timely. I would, <clears throat> but to forgive them, um, well, they have to realize their own error. Otherwise, they're just going to keep making it. Yeah, be that as it may. Uh, but had also said that why are states forced to bid each other for fee- uh Sorry. Then why are states forced to bid each other and FEMA for masks and respirators after Barr said DOJ was going to go after businesses causing a bidding war. I'm going to, I'm going to sum this up very quickly. I don't believe jack shit coming out of anybody that has been appointed by this president. I will not believe any damn thing, especially from what's, what's his current, you know what? Uh, fucktard Barr. Kushner. Kushner. Oh, Barr. Bar both could be either of them. The only good thing that this damned administration has done is sent a cease and desist letter to uh, Roy Moore. So that's about the only thing. You know, here, here's how bad this has become. Mike Pence could do a better job than Trump. He already is. He already is, and that's a damn. And low he's bar. screwing shit up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's at least speaking as if. He were somebody that were in charge, even though he's doing jack shit right. But at least he sounds like he's trying. It you know, all. If Trump really wants the market to go up, if he really wants people to calm down, then he needs to stop being in front of the camera. He needs to let Dr. Fauci and all the other scientists and doctors who know what the hell they're talking about actually get up there, give the guidance. He needs to be in the background the place he can't stand to be in, writing the legislation that matches along with what the doctors and and the scientists are saying. And then when it comes time, he can go, hey, look, I've been listening to all the people, the really smart people, and I've enacted this policy based on everything that they had to say. It is now your duty as Americans to follow these guidelines and then sign it. Poof. Guess what? You want to talk about approval ratings right there? That's the uh, way you do it. You know what? I'm going to shut you down right there because what I've seen, this is how it would go. He couldn't do it, of course. No, let, no. Let, 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 don't talk. Because the I'm left, going to make that. I'm going to make that right turn when we get done with that. The, the left would do it this way, or would say it this way. Right now, he talks too much. Shut him down. Deplatform him. Shut him up. He's not helping. So he does. He does exactly what you say, Tech. You know what happens the next day? Where's the president? Why isn't he talking? Is he what secrets is he hiding? Hold it. Because no, his opponents are as pedantic as fuck and petulant that way. I he can do nothing right, according to them. I disagree in the idea of he shouldn't be talking anymore. Because what 
I have heard so far, and again, this is anecdotal, is he should be saying different things. I'm, I'm diluting it. Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm condensing it very highly at the moment. He's not saying anything that helps people to help them be more comfortable to God, I don't even I don't remember what the right terminology is for it. Basically, he is not being the presidential. Okay, we've got things to do. We've got a way to go. This is what we've got to do. We've got to go through this together. Here we go. He is not a leader. He has been. You know what? I'll I'll leave the rest of that aside. He has not been a leader of people. He has not been inspired in an inspiration to people. So to a certain certain degree, I agree with what you're saying, but not completely. And by the way, this is the great part about the show. We can disagree on various nuances about this because it's all the freaking nuance that makes all the difference in the world. Isn't it? Yeah. It's just, no, like I said, I, everything I, I I've seen from saying, everything I've seen from people like Pelosi and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I got no love for the guy. <laughs> Join the club, but yeah, but at the same time, uh, not really buying with the other side selling either. There's that, you know, and I've and I've talked about that before. Yeah, Joseph, uh, was there something that you wanted to pop in there before I go ahead and finally make that turn I was intending yeah, to make? Just a, another perspective side note, but sure. I mean, if you look at politics, um, it seems to be mostly comprised of, um, I'd call it, uh, you know what outsourcing is, but I mean, that, that's basically what politics seems to be these days. A, a few key people, a few key incapable people, I'm not speaking for all of them, uh, with exceptions like Pelosi, she's quite excellent at what she does but i mean a few incapable like quote-unquote managers outsourcing work to capable or people who are supposed to be capable Uh, that seems to be how politics is operating whereas in this case um for the trump administration their definition of capable seems to be a friend of mine Suck up too. Yes, man. All those are appropriates. Yeah. So um, we've got an entire that that seems to be how the system works. But I mean, in a situation like this, uh, well, it's kind of obvious how it breaks down and how dangerous it can be. There is that uh, over on the chat, by the way, uh, seeker, Trumpsky greed surely comes out during the briefings when he basically pushes people out of the way to say everything is fine. Don't believe what you just heard is fake news. Yeah. This has been going on for the entirety of the administration. Uh, I hate to say it, but yeah, old news. Sadly, yes. I'm not. I'm not ragging on you. I'm just saying the same thing that you're. You are. It's. It's. It's annoying as all get out. And Felix, what the people need right now is not politics, but positive support. Yeah, yeah. People need to know that what they're doing is actually helping and making a difference, yeah. because. If you are doing something that takes you completely out of your normal routine, completely screws over what you would normally be doing, you want to know that you're doing it for the right reason, that there's actually a payoff at the end of it all. 
and, and we're not getting that. No, and, and that kind of dovetails. Yeah, well, that's kind of what dovetails what Bridget and I were talking about before the show. About um, uh, Bridget, you had said something about um, someone in Kentucky. Oh, yeah. There um, there was cases in Kentucky of people who tested positive for coronavirus that were you know on, on home quarantine. And they broke the quarantine, so now they're wearing ankle bracelets. Yeah. Yeah, this is that's terrific. Yeah, this is this is kind of part of where um, my my right turn is finally coming in. There are there are groups. It's a nice fashion statement in that picture, by the way. Yeah, matches her shoes. Uh, yeah, it does. Fortunately, yeah. lucky them. Put some little sparkle pony uh, picture uh, stickers on there. Maybe a couple uh, unicorns. Or I mean, what kills me is in this state we have people that are griping because. Oh, I can't go to Cheesecake Factory on my birthday. And I'm like, well, why don't you order it and pick it up? And it's not the same. And my freedoms. And this is and illegal. This, yeah, and this is what I got to talking about with her uh, before the show started was talking about having to step out of your, your not I won't say comfort zone, but your, your normal, your routine. Your routine. And to know that it's doing good. But the trouble is, you've got, <laughs> you silly Americans have this thing you call freedom and the entitlement thereof. I mean, it's it's all in your declaration, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, or however it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, we're dealing with something that, and, and Tech, you talked about this, like, th- this is something several generations have not seen in a very long time. We don't know what we're doing. Yeah. We we've got the historical records, however accurate or anecdotal they may be, but uh, well, put it this way. As someone who was trained in first aid, all the book learning in the world doesn't help you with shit when you get your first case. And, And that's just it. You could have been as book smart about this as you wanted to be, but when it hits, you're lost. Well, and it's just like being held up at gunpoint, you know? Yeah. But, you but don't people don't truly know how you're going to react until it happened. Yeah. And and now you've got you, you've got orders in states for people, you know, like stay home, distance yourself from people as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And of course, you've got people going, but 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 you're, you're telling me, you're, you're telling, well, not even so much that. It's, you're telling me no. No one tells me no because I am, um, because I'm an American. No, because you're Karen. By the way, um, <laughs> oh, hey, Bridget. Let me oh, see your manager, goddammit. Bridget. No, Karen could do a better job than Trump. Bridget, what, uh, what, what, what police force was that that put the stuff in the window? Oh, it was a uh, was it Framington? Uh, was it Michigan? I don't, Michigan? I don't. I don't remember where it was. Uh, I'm gonna have to go back and find it. But that was funny. That was great. They they. It was it was Farmington Police. There you go. Uh, what In state? Minnesota. 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 Don't you? So when when the when the Minnesota. second when when second winter hits, of course, you know that'll it'll get rid of coronavirus. Uh, they uh, they they put things in the uh, in the police cruiser window they wrote in there on with 
whatever white paint or whatever it was. Don't stand, don't stand so, don't stand so stand close, so to, close me. to me. Now, oh, there are some... That was funny. Here we go. There are some people that don't get that reference. And for those of you that don't, all I can say is, you children, you. You're not my people. <laughs> I have to point out that my local radio station has been playing that song and many like it for the last, like, two weeks. No shit. I shit you not. <laughs> You're my silly. favorite bird. I, you know what? Uh, crap. I need to turn in my DJ card. I'd never even considered it. <laughs> <laughs> You're slacking, Shujin. Wow. Wow. So, so, so what you're saying, uh, Shujin, is that uh, COVID-19 just got the biggest DJ rule zero in history? So far. <laughs> well, what, what Shit. People with their freedom is they ought to be considering social contract of not going out and causing harm. Yes, in but once opinion, again, you're, you're you telling can, somebody... Hold it, hold it. She's still going. Sorry. In, in my opinion, if you happen to be positive for coronavirus and tell you to home quarantine and you can't be trusted to home quarantine. Obviously they can't or else, you know, it would be working. Um, I think if you happen to pass it on to someone else and they die and they trace it back to you, I think they ought to charge you with involuntary manslaughter. Hold that thought. Dallin, hold on a second. Mm -hmm. Because that one opens up the whole, if you can trace a syphilis genetically from a dead infant to a moil well i think that that ought to be involuntary manslaughter as well thank you thank you now the the whole uh social contract so so social contract okay social contract that's ethical yeah uh i'm sorry you guys know how many times i've harped on the whole we versus me with the whole reflection across the border. Mm -hmm. Dallin, yeah. I mean, you guys don't think about it, but you guys have got it. As far as that so that whole social contract for everybody, nobody is yeah. trying to be a dick to everybody else, generally speaking. Uh, generally speaking, yes. Uh, that Those people like that are definitely in the minority, and those are the people that we try to avoid or slash the tires of if we know we can get away with it. Yeah. No, I've not done any of that. Shut up. Um, or you could just, you know, sick a, a Canadian cobra chicken on them and, and just be done with it. Just ostracize them. Make cobra them chicken. Yeah, yeah, cobra yeah. Chicken. yeah. No, no, I know. Who, who needs a cobra chicken? Have you seen some of the dogs that some of my friends have? I don't care. Cobra chicken. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Anybody who doesn't know what a cobra chicken is, you need to look that up. That is the yeah. funniest stuff. Seriously. At least it's funny until they come after you. Then it's not so much fun. Oh, they're welcome to come after me. Remember, I was born in Brooklyn, raised on Long Island. I will stare them down, and I will grab them by the throat. Oh, I want to ask a... Uh, it, it's not... Okay, That that's that's Louie you got to deal with. I want to ask a rhetorical Huey, question. Dewey, Donald, Scrooge, and uh, Gizmo Duck are waiting in the wings. Yeah, good luck. Hey, What's don't, up, Bridget? Don't mess with Gizmo Duck. Since PPEs and sports supply and people are having to resort to wearing like trash bags and stuff like that in the hospitals, uh, what's going to happen when your doctors and nurses die, which we've already had some die? Well, I know in New York, um, apparently, uh, no, apparently a letter went out recently 
to anyone who is currently in school to be a doctor, has documented clinical experience, is a doctor or nurse or other medical practitioner currently not working for whatever reason, uh, urging them to volunteer mm -hmm. at the nearest uh, medical facility that they can. Basically, uh, they are being conscripted right now because New York is um, slatheringly desperate right now. Hold, hold it. Hold it. Joey, conscription wouldn't be the right term for it at this point. You would be the person I think would know best on that one, correct? Um, I'm sorry, what were we referencing again? I was Okay, sorry. sorry. Uh, long story short, um, anybody who knows anything about medicine in New York right now uh, was sent a letter. Uh, basically, uh, I don't know if they could actually order them. But they were strongly urged to go volunteer at uh, at a hospital right now because uh, there is a severe shortage of medical personnel uh, in that area. It sounds less like conscription and more like deputization. Yeah, yeah. that would be right. Um, and I think this actually includes that uh, basically if you're studying to be a doctor right now. They're graduating early. Yeah, congratulations. You graduated. Uh, we'll get you your, your degree and everything later. Just uh, get on the floor and get to work. Yeah, my uh, my brother and his wife are both uh, medical professionals. And I honestly don't know what they have going on. I, I haven't bothered them simply because... Well, I haven't been in contact with them because a our time, our time schedules are vastly different due to uh, the fact that they work during the day. I work at night. Kind of hard to mesh that. But on top of that, I've been looking at it this way: they are both medical professionals. I deal with uh, interstate shipping. Both of us are in high risk, high exposure uh, field. Not just for us being exposed, but if we catch it, exposing it to others. So we've been keeping our distance from each other. Not because we have any bad blood or anything like that, just because it's, it's necessary at this point. It's necessary to take that precaution. Here's that left, uh, the right turn that I wanted to make. I had reposted, retweeted the news article from earlier this week. One of the naval hospital vessels, one of which is in New York Harbor, which has, if memory serves, approximately a dozen patients only currently because of freaking red tape and another one out in California where exactly I do not recall off the top of my head somebody who works with the railroad around there who is an engineer as in the pilot of a diesel locomotive believed that there was something fishy going on 
that there was a truth to be had, took his engine at basically full throttle with a lit flare in his hand and ran that engine as hard as it could to the end of the rail crashed through the embankments and the stuff designed to prevent a train from going through with the sole intent of launching it enough into the air to impact and damage at the very least that ship it ended up on its side it didn't fortunately end up breaking a whole bunch of fluid which the reason why he had the flare in hand was to make it an incendiary bomb because he believed he believed with no reason whatsoever that there was a hoax being perpetrated on the American public and he was the one who was going to bring it to bear so that everybody would know the truth. Now, clearly this individual didn't think things through very well because there are two things that have been brought to my attention that I have to agree with on this matter. One, trains typically need to stay on the rails to go forward. Yes. And two, trains, at least American trains, are not necessarily known for their excellent ballistic characteristics. Also agreed. However, if you can do... If you can generate enough velocity with enough mass, you know for well, you don't have to be really accurate with a trebuchet. You just have to be close enough with a decomposing corpse of a cow. Yeah, I, I think what Joey's getting at, though, is... No, I know. Uh, I, I get you. Your, your typical diesel locomotive. That would have been impossible uh, to do that. I, impressive as it may be in terms of, uh, you know, working. I mean, t- to be fair, unless he had Doc Brown sitting, uh, standing behind him with the little the red, blue, uh, uh, red, yellow, and green logs, I don't think he was going to do much with it. That's exactly this, what I, where I was getting at. plan had a flaw. Yeah, the, the, this thing was not a maglev. No. No, it was not. And, and fortunately. If you, if you got that reference, good on you. Hmm. Yeah, I was just going to mention something I heard earlier today that should put fear into people's hearts. Like, they already don't have fear. Uh, EMTs in New York, at least New York City, are not reviving people anymore if they've had a yeah. heart attack at home. They, you know, they were told to feel for a pulse, and if there is no pulse, leave. Yeah, reduce exposure as much as possible. Well, I, and they don't I have heard, the resources to, to revive them in the ambulance. They yeah, they, I, I, I heard that something like this was coming, this this DNR um, you know, order. And it's here. Here's the thing, though. And I, I don't want the response from everybody as usual, but to be fair, when you're triaging mm-hmm. in an emergency situation. That mm-hmm. is what you do. You have to do that. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe that I'm going to say it this way. This is an emergency situation. 
Mm-hmm. And it is arguable whether or not this is the moral thing to do, but it's very hard to argue with, is this the right thing to do for the greatest number of people? Yeah, I'm not arguing with it. It's just frightening that it's gotten to that point to where people who normally could be saved will not be saved now, you know, because of present circumstances and it's only going to get worse. And that's going to cause a lot of mental trauma to doctors and nurses who have to make those choices. And they're, you know, coming up with guidelines now where they can go buy a book and a checklist and bank that decision. But it's still, they're going to have to live with it. Um, You know, me, I was trained as a field medic. I know how triage works. And you don't really, you know, put a lot of thought into it. You look and go, this person takes the least resources to save, and that's who you save. This person is dying anyway, so you try to get a comfortable, if you have enough medications to make them comfortable, but you may not. you know, in, in some of our practices, when people were going crazy, we would get them away from people because it would hurt morale and tie them to a tree and just leave them there, uh, which is really cold. But that is what, you know, is what you do. What and, and Americans have never been faced with triage situations before. And it's not just going to be New York. It's going to be everywhere. You know, it reminds me of um, uh, one of these. Oh. Uh, when they used to do all the shows, you know, of the children starving in Africa, you know, where, where, uh, Christian children's fund or one of those groups was advertising that, you know, like if you send money to us, we can buy grain and and send it over. And one of the, one of the things that, uh, one of them had to do was they would walk amongst the people that were waiting for food and they would, mark them with a black mark or something. And if the, if the marked ones were the ones who would get fed that day and the rest would have to starve for yet another day. And it almost sounds like we're getting to that level in terms of this as in terms of, like you said, triaging, who can we save based on who has the best chance of surviving? As far as to, um, as far as to the general public not having to go through this, I agree. I unfortunately had to see it firsthand. Literally the day before my wife died, we got the we got the word from the doctor and the oncologist that there was literally nothing else to be done. That was when we found out that uh, the the drug that they were working with, uh, Avastin. We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Um, it did what we were hoping for it to do. It was shrinking the tumors. But it was the equivalent of if she had been hit with buckshot through her torso. And all these little nodules were shrinking. Which meant that she was literally bleeding internally everywhere because it was working the way that they were hoping it to and there was literally nothing to be done we had to discuss what to do and one of the things that came up was with the 
with the um, the chief nurse, the head nurse. By the way, for anybody that has never been in a situation even close to this, if the head nurse is on your side, you could not ask for a better advocate ever. If a head nurse is on your side for something, they will go to the mat like you would not believe. The question was, what do we do? How long have we got? Her doctor had said that 30 days. It turned out that it was a day. Unfortunately, it was a little over, it was a little over 24 hours at that point. We didn't know that, obviously. But the question was, how do we keep her comfortable? Because that's, that's all that can be done at this point. And a doctor had said, and, and Bridget, I want your, I want your feedback on this after. Mm-hmm. Doctor had argued against morphine to keep her comfortable. And the head nurse, like I said, will go to the fucking mat for you. The head nurse had said, she is not going to live long enough where withdrawal is going to be an issue. Mm. I want your feedback on that. If you're in that kind of pain, they should never withhold morphine and addiction is not going to be an issue. And, you know, if he gave her at most 30 days, it still wouldn't be an issue. Um, I know that that in my case, um, I had an aunt that was in hospice and the hospice nurse had a problem actually with the doctor's orders where he had ordered her morphine, you know, Q4 hours, you know, or more as needed for pain. And the hospice nurse refused to administer it because she had religious objections to it because it might, you know, cause her to cease breathing. And that's when I tore somebody's head off and said, if you cannot go do your job and follow doctor's orders, you find someone who can. Because my aunt was in pain. She was not comfortable. And I don't care what your religious reasons are. If you cannot abide doctor's orders, you need to go find another unit to go work in or you need to find another profession. Now, the reason why I bring this out is that this is what triage does. It determines what can be done and should be done in order to minimize as much suffering as possible while saving as many lives as possible. And there are going to be moments where... Yeah, they're going to they're gonna look at people, you know, and go, okay, this person's 60 or 70 years old, automatic DNR, no matter what. They may look at another person and go, they've got five kids at home, we have to try to save that one. You know, if you've got two beds and five people who need it, you have to find a way to decide which two get those beds and do it in a way that's fair and just. And these first... And these first responders are going to be the next big hit on the mental health rounds. Yep. And the the assumption 
that these people are just putting in another day at the office. <laughs> you so have untrue. no idea. That is so untrue. Yeah, they I, care about their patients or they wouldn't have gotten in that profession in the first place. You know, it's not, you know, I want to say it's not the wine. But uh, I, I haven't been drinking a lot of wine recently. Um, I feel this uh, a lot of times for these kinds of things. I don't, I don't, you guys know for well, I don't like to end up being emotional. I don't, <laughs> I, I, I feel like I, I should have a certain level of professionalism about this voluntary thing that we do. But, um, um, I have a hard time thinking about it in terms of these are just these are not just people these are people who are who have dedicated themselves to trying to alleviate suffering and I can't think of anything any more humanistic than that. And I'm not saying that from the standpoint of, well, these are these are, these are religious things or they're they're humanistic things, they're atheist no no no. It's about caring about people. I, I don't care where your religious leanings are at this point. Um and there's a reason why I'm I'm bringing this avenue in, because we've only got a little bit of time left. And there's one last thing that I want to hit really quickly. These churches that are continuing to host events and have people come in there and say, everything's fine. We've installed stuff to kill the coronavirus. <laughs> the only thing that I've heard that could do it in a volume are UV, I think it's UVC lighting, which is both expensive and exceedingly detrimental to most life forms, including humans, and especially yep. their eyeballs. Yep. Which means the only way, the only way that I could see stuff like that working would be to install, and, and follow me on this a second, install UVC lighting, heavy-duty UVC lighting, inside of the air ducts, where the air is being drawn in so that it passes past a whole shit ton of these light bulbs, heavy-duty light bulbs, I should add, so that the air is circulated and the virus is theoretically killed by UVC as it goes out through everything else, which even if that were possible, how do you stop cross-contamination from two people that are three feet away from each other? You don't. How do you stop from people who are a meter across from each other? You don't. I'm sorry. I need to make sure that, you know, both the U.S. and, and the real measurement people actually know what the hell I'm talking at, about. At least two meters. 
Um, and they're saying now that may not even be enough, especially no. for people who were talking or breathing. And most uh, of us like to breathe. I should add for you people who are Canadian, um, you know, the length of a hockey stick. Canadian and measurement. They're also saying they're not sure, you know, exactly how long this thing can stay airborne for. Oh, never mind airborne. Uh, Bridget, what was it uh, on that uh, on that cruise ship? Nineteen days. Seventeen. Seventeen days. Seventeen days. Mm-hmm. Seventeen days for what exactly? Before uh, where they were able to go in after seventeen days after people disembarked off the ship, they were still able to go in and find traces of uh, coronavirus in the cabins and all the services and stuff. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, that whole three days thing is not three days anymore. No. No, it's not. And the six feet is not six feet anymore. No. Um, no. That's part of the reason why where I live, out in the goddamn boonies, where my closest neighbor is... Okay, closest neighbor, same side of the street, is 200? No. I'm trying to remember is close to 100 meters, 150 meters away from my house. Mm-hmm. Reminding you that I have about three acres of land and, you know, I'm I'm on the easy end of it and I've got a lot of room around the rest of it. So, you know, the only thing that I'm going to end up finding uh, coronavirus from might be, I don't know, uh, rats, um, squirrels. I've got deer. I've got wild turkeys I'm worried about here. blood, uh, your mail about if you blood transmission mail. of this virus because ticks and, and mosquitoes. Mm, it's not bloodborne. I mean, Fortunately. As far as we know. Fortunately. Yeah, so. But I'm going to say people need to stay back at least six meters because coughing and sneezing droplets can fly that far. So That's even worse because then how far does it disperse and how much does it take to get in there? It uh, depends on the air currents and everything, but one thing that they are finding with this, um, and the reason why people do need to wear masks, everybody, um, is because even though there's not 100% protection from normal masks, um, the severity of the illness is going to be commensurate with your viral load. And the viral load is going to be depending on you know what how many virus particles you inhale. If you just inhale one or two, then you might not get sick. But if you get in the thousands or the millions, then you're going to get severely sick. Is that part of the reason why uh, there's this thing about uh, people, anyone that needs to go outside should wear some form of mask? Basically, as I've understood it. I would, because you don't know how long somebody's passed by you. They could have been by, you know, 10 minutes ago and still have virus in the air. No, it's it's fine. What I'm I'm going with is I'm understanding that those that have been making their own masks from Mm -hmm. whatever whatever cloth is available, Mm -hmm. the idea is to prevent you, the the wearer, with these otherwise insufficient masks from spittling out from coughing out from from spreading yes. not necessarily aerosolized i don't know that that's the right word for it but micro particles micro droplets that's the word micro droplets into the air around you and keeping it minimized and keeping it into the fabric mm-hmm. as much as possible that's it's to protect others yes because you could be asymptomatic and and carrying it so yeah 
and a lot of people are asymptomatic, and some of them are super spreaders. Can I uh, just? I want to ask one question. Absolutely, go for it. The the government was the government here was um, advocating against wearing masks only because of the shortage. Okay, so basically, your homemade mask can prevent spittle spewage. (laughs) Yes, exactly right. A better word. No, that's exactly right. uh, and so, yeah, yeah, well, these guys in their communique, they were lacking context. Um, if they were speaking specifically about the uh, the medical mask, they neglected to say it, because I think the, the greater population, um, they don't know to differentiate when we're talking about masks, uh, whether we're talking about the uh, the official or the, uh, the effective medical masks or simple... Um, Spittle spreading protection. Yeah, there was a video droplets. Yeah, yeah, there was a video that I saw. Uh, uh, I'm going to have to track it down and uh, add it to the show notes. Where in Japan they showed on high sensitivity cameras with lasers. That sounds all kinds of weird that way. Now that I think about it, uh, how if you sneeze, how far do those micro droplets? Their, their terminology, and I think that's a technical term, um, how far that spreads out into the air, and you could actually see that, versus if you were wearing even a homemade cloth mask to prevent that from going out. And the difference is absolutely night and day. It's not medical grade. You're not going to go and do, uh, you know, you're not going to be cutting into somebody's chest cavity wearing one of these. Mm-hmm. But for the lay public to keep anybody from accidentally sneezing into the air and, and spreading all the stuff. Oh, I mean, BTN better than nothing and mm-hmm. a hell of a lot better than nothing. So what you're saying, Joseph, uh, I, I get where they would be saying don't wear, but I th- think it might be more like was said, you know, don't wear the quote unquote real medical grade ones if you don't have to, so that the people who are actually in the medical field have access to them as much as possible. That's probably, uh, sorry, that's what I would expect. And and I've seen graphs too of, you know, countries where masking to go in public is normal versus non-masking. And they definitely have a slower rate of transmission than the countries where people don't wear masks. Yeah, Japan is one of them. If you're sick, you you wear a mask. mask. And Singapore is the same way. And Taiwan. I mean, I, I could think it's part of their culture, but you know, wearing masks to them is normal. If you're sick, you wear one. Yeah. Yeah, we saw that yeah. when I was in, uh, when I was in Japan with uh, with my wife. I didn't understand it at the time, and it seemed kind of weird. And she explained it. It's like, oh, that's actually really nice. Why don't it's we do that at home? See. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're 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 sick enough to have a cold, but you're not so sick that you can't get out and do stuff because you got to do stuff. But you don't want to get people sick by you know sneezing on them. Mm-hmm. Made perfect sense. And there are places where you can actually buy those. You know, from literally from Japan, for whoever wants to 
buy weird stuff like that. I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's a cultural thing. Uh, my husband had to go out to the pharmacy today, and he's got an N95 that he bought um, a while back, and he was getting some really dirty looks. And one kid that was probably three or four years old said, "Mommy, why is that man wearing a mask?" And she said something to the effect of, "Oh, he's." You know, it's just bullshit or something like that. Something really nasty and condescending with the curse word in there. And that's why the curve is having such a hard time flattening because you've got people like that who just, they, this still hasn't sunk in with a lot of people. Yeah. And he had to remind somebody about social distancing. It's like, don't crawl up my butt. Get back away from me. <laughs> I know normally we'd be, uh, we should have been wrapped at this point, but um, there's one last piece that uh, I think is kind of important for us to, to end up talking about. And for those of you that are listening, I, I'm, forgive me for, for running long on this one, because this, this, this is one last piece of assumption that I, I really wanted to get in here, and I, I didn't want to cut us off from all the other stuff. The assumption that the younger generations have got of immortality of 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 being impervious to everything the ones that went down to florida spring break and decided that they were just going to go ahead and have their trip go to the beaches congregate together because whatever the hell happens happens that's that's tomorrow me to have to deal with it today me is going to go ahead and have a great old time Oh, look at this. Hun, what'd you come back with from spring break with? Well, I didn't come back with syphilis this time. Oh, man, I really would have appreciated it if you had instead. <laughs> that can be treated. <laughs> yeah. This just goes to show um, there seems to be a general state of reactive ignorance that reigns. And in situations where you know, if everything's cushy, um, if there's no pandemic or anything and everybody's comfortable, then okay, that's that's perfectly fine. But, I mean, it's when it comes down to a survival situation that uh, behavior like this, uh, it really becomes dangerous. Never mind dangerous, evil. this is deadly. Evil, even. I mean, the, these kids going to spring break. I mean, it's evil. I mean, the the people here, uh, here in Paris, um, their behavior that that, that uh, instigated the clampdown. I mean, uh, they were all you know, it was the first nice days of spring here, and everybody else, everybody was in the gardens and parks. And when they did the clampdown, uh, well. The reaction was, well, if you're going to do that, if you're going to put the police everywhere, we're going to the country. And just spread it even further. I mean, yeah, they don't we realize. really have to break out of this uh, here and now reactivity clique. We have to start thinking. Uh, here you go. This is what I posted on my Facebook page. She didn't already saw it, but the rest of me didn't. Little humor. Um, what is that? Oh, the America. Oh my God, coronavirus! What should we do? Oh yeah, <laughs> I'll um, 
I'll find some way of getting that into the show notes one way or another. I'm not quite sure how, but I'll I'll find a way. Worst case, I'll just copy and paste it in this text. Sure. <laughs> which means copy pasta. What? Yeah, which means people are going to have to actually uh, read the show notes in order to see it, or Darn. or better yet, check some of the social media, and maybe I'll see about having it there where you can read it instead. See, <laughs> I'm good that way. I don't know. I'll I'll try to remember to do it. Just thought that was funny. <laughs> it was. It was. You know this. This whole thing. The assumptions that we've that we've had overall. I know I'm. I'm you know what? I I I better hold it for for a couple of more moments because we gotta we gotta wrap over here and the thing that I've got is is probably. You know what? Screw it. I'll make it my rap really quickly. The assumptions that we've had are going to kill people. The worst of it is the assumption that there is somebody that is still expected to help us because that's what their job is supposed to be. We've had the assumptions in politics in my country for the longest time that people would comport themselves to a certain decorum and they haven't now with this medical thing going on that assumption that expectation is now going to get people killed if it hasn't already been directly responsible for it because we expected we assumed that everybody had the same base judgment on what's important as far as to having life as we did. I believe the expression is, and how did that work out for you? That's sad. That's reprehensible in a lot of ways. And in some situations, people might call it just evil. My biggest question is, is there something in the Geneva Conventions that says that this qualifies as a crime against humanity? I don't know. But it's pretty damn close to being one. Morally, at the very least. Let me go ahead and get everybody's closing before we get out of here. Joseph, any last item to, to drop in here? No, I think I'm pretty well. Uh, added all there is I can add okay how about for you Dallin well I think last week I talked about how you know the news sources who to trust who not to trust tonight I I got uh (laughs) Tonight I got turned on to a few things I didn't quite know about. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to make me think a little bit harder about uh, things I watch and everything. But, uh, you know, the really sad thing is these days, it doesn't matter how, what, what side you look at it from, it's all shit. Yeah. You know, a lot of the, a lot of what we're saying about, well, like what Bridget's husband experienced what other people are experiencing that they're just that this has not sunk in yet 
3,500 dead in New York. And yet people are saying, oh, it's just a hoax. Or it's just, it's the government. Because Alex Jones was right. And I, I, I'm i not throwing shit at Alex Jones more than usual. Um, what is it going to take before it sinks in that this is serious? And unfortunately, the answer to that is going to be a tragedy on a scale that I don't like to think about. For these people to understand, they have to have somebody in their quote-unquote clan to actually either get mm-hmm. sick or die from it. Yeah, yeah for them to you're understand. right. Because, I mean, the the what seems to be raining now is um, if I don't see it, it doesn't exist. And real quickly, since she's on the way out, Stephanie, have a good walk. Stay safe. Thank you. Joey, anything uh, last to close for you? At this point, I really don't know what to say. It's understandable. Tech, how about for you? The head of our government's a murderer. Um, I can't trust him. Uh, he could be diagnosed with having a brain tumor that's causing him to act this way, have the tumor removed and be a completely normal. And I still wouldn't forgive him. I, I can't. I, 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 there's been the death toll is too high and it's going to continue to climb. And uh, I, I just hope that this man does not get reelected. I really hope so. Because I can't take much more of this. Fair enough. Um, Seeker, by the way, uh, if, this isn't, if this isn't a tragedy, what else would define a tragedy? They're I'm calling the no, no, no. I I agree. This is a tragedy, but I think it's it's going to get a lot worse before it yeah. gets better. And the naysayers out there who are either denying this or claiming conspiracy or claiming hoax or you know who are rolling their eyes at people who are trying to do their part. The fact that people like that are still around. (sighs) New York is, I would say, is going to be an example of what's to come. And I, I'm not looking forward to seeing those numbers. I'm not looking forward to hearing those news stories. You know, what, what happens when it rolls over four digits in New York? or California, or Chicago, or someplace in Florida, what happens when you start seeing as many people dead in the U.S. as we have confirmed cases up here in Canada, which is just over 13,000 at this point? You know, when, when, 
when are people going to clue in that this is killing you? <sighs> yeah, and uh, Seeker's right. Fake news is still being used. So, you know, who do you trust? Who do you believe? Who's who's not looking for an angle on this? And unfortunately, I think for the most part, the answer is everybody's looking for this. Everybody's trying to seize on this somehow to further their own agenda or further their own ideology. And, you know, it's it, it'll be fine right up until everybody dies. Then what? Congratulations, King Nothing. Yeah. Here's your crown. Yeah, Bridget, I wanted to uh, leave it last for you because you being the most medically trained of us, uh, I think that probably whatever it is that you've got to say is probably the, the most worthwhile. So floor is yours to close us out. Well, um, the next two to three weeks are going to be unimaginable. It's going to get a lot worse. And, um, you know, right now we're seeing a doubling of numbers every four to five days. Um, and about a 30% increase in cases daily. And that's been the trend for the last several days. Um, it's it's going to be frightening to see those numbers go up. It's going to be shocking. And I think when people start getting turned away from hospitals, you know, for severe things, but not COVID related, you know, it's, it's going to sink in that we have got a problem. And, you know, fuck Trump, fuck Mike Pence, and everybody just stay the fucking home. That's it. <laughs> okay. Uh, I apologize. I was just kind of looking over the numbers really quickly over here um i didn't think of it in this uh in these terms now admittedly i'm not entirely certain how accurate the numbers over at world meter are um i think that they are within reasonable expectations right now mm -hmm. however going by that i just looked the number of confirmed cases currently in New York State. Reminding you that, yes, I do reside in New York State, but nowhere near New York City. I'm, not, I'm at the ass end of New York State. All right? I'm an, I am an eight-hour drive away from New York City. Keeping that in mind. The number of cases in New York State is roughly the equivalent of the next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven states combined. 115,000 rounding. 115,000 in New York State. And fortunately, around where I am, 20 in the immediate vicinity for where I live. Fortunately, only. And these numbers are only going to keep going up. And that's worldwide. As the tests get better, as they get processed quicker, as we don't end up having these fake uh, testing sites set up, yeah, 
that's that's a thing. I'd just like to uh, one thing about the the world meter site. They still haven't corrected their uh, their mistake from yesterday. So I would take I don't that with a grain of salt. It's it's good as a global. Uh, barometer, yeah, measure. yeah. But, like I said, um, you you have to go to the sources for the the real statistics. Yeah, because and, I mean the government agencies and the the uh, the World Health Organization. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know where World of Media. They don't cite their sources. World of Media. So just 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 check yeah. your sources. That's- well, yeah. you can check Johns Hopkins website too, and. They'll give you like a county by county breakdown as well. Um, but one thing that I did forget to say is, you know, the latest stats that we have right now is we've got 311,636 infected in the U.S. Um, out of those serious and critical is 8,206. Roughly 50% of those are going to die. But the total recovered is only 14,825. And most people that are going to die with this usually die, you know, between the second and third week. And so the newly reported cases that we had today, uh, which, what was the total new cases yesterday? Uh, 34,196. It's going to be about two to three weeks before we find out what happens to those people. And a lot of them could die. And so that's one reason why I'm saying that in two to three weeks, we're really going to be shocked at the number. You know, plus, we're still getting new cases. So over the course of the next two months, the number of people who are going to die is going to be something that we have not seen in living memory. And that is why, as the head of the group, I say to all of you, please do what is necessary to keep yourself and those in your circles safe as best you can. And we're going to try to keep being here for you. As always, of course, thank you for spending part of your time with us. We hope that you had yourself a reasonable time. And you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives tonight, as usual. We go ahead and say uh, good night for the uh, for the hosts, of course, as always. Joseph, thank you very much for your time. You have a good morning and good luck for uh, for the rest of the week to you. Yeah, I'm going to be uh, well. May have to go into work a few times, but uh, look, it's only 150 meters away. So you take care. Uh, take care, all of you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, for what it's worth, by the way, uh, I did see that 3D model that you had uh, posted up. What was that again? Um, uh, that's my uh, in-house busy work. I'm making um, a network interface which means I can see who's using what computer and what office uh, connected to what ports, uh, connected to what service and what server. Hmm. Um, but it's all based on um, a plan of the building. 
And um, yeah, that thing you saw yesterday, it's got another six stories on top of it. So. Oh my goodness. Damn. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of work. Good men. So with one click, you know, I'm going to have, well, we're, we're going to have total control of whatever happens in the building. And it's actually, yeah. Um, normally I wouldn't have time to do this kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> the irony of it. Anyways. No, the irony would be if you were actually tending to the uh, uh, the crypts in the uh, sewers at this point. So, you know, you, you mm. take care of yourself. Yeah, I wonder if there's coronavirus down there. I well, thought it is carried in feces. Um, yes. Good point. That's, that's... I'm staying okay. home. That's a, that's a really good idea right about there. Tech, you take care of yourself and... Um, I think the best way that I can put it is uh, my best hopes that you guys are able to navigate this as best as possible. Seriously, good yeah, luck. We're, we're trying. I mean, on the rare occasion that I have to go out, and I mean, especially since my position is labeled as um, mission critical. Yeah, if I have if if I get called in, I and I mean, for, forget essential. That's even higher. Um, the thing is, is that, you know, I've got people around me who won't survive this stuff. And if I bring it home and, you know, that, that would be something very hard to live with. So on the rare occasion that I have to go out, when I come back, if I bring anything with me, like medication, for example, um, I have to sterilize all the objects, um, pass them along in a sterile manner. And then I go through a side entrance into my basement so that I can throw all my clothes in the laundry and sterilize myself from head to foot. Um, and then when I'm done with my shower and everything else, then I have to sterilize my clothes. So coming home is another hour and a half to two hour endeavor to make sure that I don't kill someone inadvertently. And that's assuming I haven't breathed in the contaminants, the virus, and haven't already done so. So literally going out for a necessity could mean a death wish for somebody else. So when I tell people stay the F at home, I'm deadly serious. If you have to go out on your front porch because you need a breath of fresh air and you have some space between you and your neighbor, yeah, I can understand that. But if you're like, oh, I've got to go to the mall. No, you're an asshole. And you're going to get somebody killed. Possibly yourself, possibly somebody else. All the malls here are closed. Yeah, they are. Well, not all of them. It depends on the state. But you get the idea. Yep. Uh, look at the bright side. At least, uh, at least GameStop is still open because they're necessity. Bridget, nope. uh, they got their bit. They got their business license yanked. I'm teasing. Yep. I'm teasing. <laughs> Bridget and, and Hobby Lobby's getting this. Yeah, uh, end of the stick too. Yeah, it's about a, that's in time. It's a different thing, Bridget. <laughs> thank you very much for your time and and. 
doubly so, especially with with all this, because this is this is not fun. You take care of yourself, you two, huh? Yeah, you too. I mean, at least I'm a hermit, so I'm doing the social distancing thing fine. <laughs> Which is good, but I'm trying to be very safe. You know, everyone in my house is. Good. My best of luck. Joe, uh, I know we've talked, and uh, I, I know I've said it many enough times, but uh, you, you try to take care of yourself as best you can, of course, as always. I'm yeah. selfish. I told you that last night. Yeah. <clears throat> Just pretty hard for me right now. I know. That's why I keep telling you, you know, I worry about you because that's kind of what I do. But you knew that. Really like to be able to do some laundry. <laughs> yeah. I hear that. Is, is washing things in the sink a possibility? I mean, for... It, the washing the of them isn't the issue. I can hand wash clothes just fine. The issue is getting them dry. And mm. it is still wet and cold here. Yeah. Well, just do what they said uh, kills the coronavirus. Just use a hairdryer. Don't have one. <laughs> up your nose. <laughs> like really. Don't have a hair dryer. Yeah, I got you. Still, my best hopes. Seriously. But thank you for your time, man. Nothing much else to do. This <laughs> so, got a little bit of a point there, Dallin. Um, thank you. Many times over. Uh, and of course, you know for well, I wish you good luck. Yeah, we're not quite as bad up here, but um, we're locking down. You know, we, we are taking we are taking it seriously up here. Uh, actually, I do have to go out tomorrow to pick up a few things, but, you know, thankfully we can still do that for now. Mm. You know, um. Yeah, once I get back, I can work on the audio version of this show over at uh, holycrapthevlogcast.com. There's your segue. Uh, yeah, and hopefully my uh, hopefully my pipes will still be um, in decent enough shape so I can keep going with a little project I have going on the side right now. Audiobook? Yeah, I started re-recording uh, not too long ago. Um, you know, exercise tuckers you out. (laughs) You never real no, and you know when you swim, like if you swim laps stuff like that, you don't really consider it exercise until you finally realize, oh my god, this hurts. Narrating is actually the same thing. I do two chapters, and I'm winded. Just it takes getting used to again. Plus, trying to get the voices right. Oh, I actually now have a I have a notepad opened. It's like, okay, who do I want this to sound like? Okay, that sounds like them. Okay, so we'll stay consistent with that. Who does that sound like? Oh, that sounds like them. Uh, who does this sound like? 
Uh, sounds like this kind of a bad accent because I suck at it. That's exactly <laughs> what I wrote. <laughs> That's cute. Hmm. I just wish I was working so that I, because there's a couple of voice acting courses coming up in the next few weeks. But because I'm not working, I can't really afford to spend the money on them as much as I want to so that I could. Yes, people say, well, that's an investment in your future. Yeah. You have to have the money to invest. I was going to say, you know, so is having food. Yes. Yeah. You know, there, there's, <laughs> it's kind of a priority thing. Exactly so. So, of course, as always, uh, thanks for doing, uh, thanks for doing the work for us also. So, seriously, thank you. Uh, as was mentioned, all the information that you need for us is over at holycrapthevlogcast.com. Audio, as well as contact information, including the phone number for the voicemail line. So if you'd like to leave us a message that's something other than, uh, fuck you guys, I'm <clears throat> paraphrasing. It, I'm not getting rid of that one. That's, that's kind of a badge of honor as far as I'm concerned. The phone number over there is 859-HCTV-554. 859-4288-554 because as far as we're concerned the only fuck you should be coming from Bridget who says fuck my pants on behalf of us all bravo and, and fuck Donald Trump too I believe the correct response at this point is so say we all so say we all <laughs> so as always Everybody, thank you very much for being with us. You take very good care of yourselves. Be careful. And, again, we will keep being here for you so long as we can. So long as everything else is equal. We'll do our best to help you out. If you need to be in contact with us, again, go to the website. All our contact information is over there. If you need to get in touch with us because you just want to say hi and you need somebody to talk to you, let us know. We'll help you out. So, until the next time we get together, everyone, which should be next week, as always, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And of course, as always, my lady, almost 15 years later, I am still in love. Matane Fujin. I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. Till next time we get together, everyone. As always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.